This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, Dana Brooke brings a shoot to a work fight in her war of words with Corey Graves. The next Brock Lesnar debuts on NXT 2.0. <laughs> surprise, surprise. WWE's interest in Britt Baker was not mutual. And a rookie is going to challenge for the NXT Championship at Halloween Havoc. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. And this is the news. Right, we're going to kick things off by talking about a thing that went down on Raw that has kind of escalated a little bit since then. Corey Graves had some rather pointed comments for one Dana Brooke, didn't she? Uh, Dana was getting fired into Shayna Baszler in what was eventually a squash loss. Mm-hmm. Uh, she lost in like 80 seconds. Yeah, and don't trying to win a former UFC fighter. Yeah, it's yeah. probably not the wisest in-ring strategy. During this match, Corey Graves uh, had some pretty, pretty pointed criticisms for Miss Brooke, Ms. Brooke, uh, saying the following. I'm all for giving people time to develop and time to realize their potential, but on a long enough timeline, you got to cut your losses. You can give me a chest full of tools. That doesn't mean I can build you a house, okay? Uh, it's a matter of putting things together, and Dana Brooke, in my opinion, hasn't exactly done that. So Dana Brooke responded to this via her Instagram story. Uh, There's a lot of emojis and stuff in here, but I'll I'll transcribe it as best I can, saying, you cannot entertain everything regardless of if it's indirect or direct. Let people do what they do best. Talk. Y'all act like y'all gonna die because somebody said something about you. It's not that deep. You cannot stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Don't throw stones at dogs. No. That's bad behavior, Dana. Uh, <laughs> once you entertain a clown, you become one. Uh, you the clown. I'm the queen. I keep pushing through. Watch me work. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. I think a lot of people looked at these Corey comments and went, hey, that's a shoot, but... To me, it kind of came across more as a heel announcer, like being a heel announcer and trying to say that, like, you know, Dana's here, but there are other people on the board who would probably be better pickups for my brand. Yes. uh, Whether or not that's a helpful thing for him to be saying on TV is another debate entirely. Um, But I think a few people got worked into a shoot by this yesterday. Uh, And here we are today. 
Dana blast him back. Is this leading to a WrestleMania match between Dana Brooke and Corey Graves? <laughs> Probably, but who knows? Here we go. Yeah, I mean, Corey Graves is a knobhead on comedy. Yeah, he's a bella. Let's be perfectly yeah. honest. Uh, whether that's in character or out of character, <laughs> we all need to know. Um, but yeah, it did seem a little bit weird, because like you say, I mean, Sid were talking about this on the, the Raw review yesterday, Dana Brooke is generally considered by everyone within WWE to be one of the hardest workers, one of those, like, yeah. first there, and last nice to person. leave, and she's a lovely person. She's trying hard. She's been with the company for, what, like eight, eight years, years now? Eight years, it does seem weird that they would suddenly just give up both barrels when we all knew, like, if I'd been pitching, for example, who uh, Man- uh, who Shayna Baszler should be fed this week, it would have been someone like Dana Brooke. Because you look at everyone else and they're, like, in the title picture or then it just makes sense that there's nothing going on right now for Dana Brooke. She had that sort of run at the tag titles for a bit and then Mandy Rose fell over at WrestleMania. <laughs> and that was that. So, yeah, I mean, there's not a lot really else you can say. I, I hope that this isn't creating an awkward atmosphere from backstage. But yeah, it's Corey does it all the time. I mean, imagine if Byron Saxton reacted like that every time Corey jumped down his throat. (laughs) Byron Saxton shooting on Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I I completely agree. And like, in kayfabe terms, like, totally in character, Dana is a lower-ranked wrestler on the roster. So, believably, somebody would be like, hey, this person's on this level on the card, but there are people up here who are still available there you go yeah I, I, I don't necessarily like the way he went about it but in terms <laughs> right. of getting people's attention off Dana Brooke and going look at Shayna Baszler she's a big deal and she's about to be drafted of course in and around that match it was kind of effective um, although I'm really not excited about this Shayna Baszler match that seems to be heading away even though they're now on separate brands although not yet because we have to wait till after Crown Jewel <laughs> what a load of bollocks anyway let's talk about the best show of the week NXT 2.0 because last night we saw yet another debut. Keep them coming. We'll get to the best one in a little bit, though. Uh, The arrival of Parker Boudreaux. You may remember we've reported on him quite a few times as being described as the next Brock Lesnar. He's bloody massive, basically. He's huge. And you couldn't miss him standing in the crowd, especially because he had a spotlight on him, following Joe Gacy's match. Now, Joe Gacy, if you're not aware, is a safe space sort of wrestler. That's, yep. That's the way of describing yep. him. He, he comes out, he talks about <laughs> safe spaces and getting triggered and stuff like that. It's I oh, like Joe Gacy a lot, but this gimmick ain't it, is it? It's a whole thing. I mean, it got cancelled <laughs> after the first week and then brought back when the advertisers weren't looking, apparently. Anyway, uh, he's now, Parker Boudreaux, oh, this is, man. he's now named Horrorland. He's got a shaved head. Andy pointed out he looks more like Snitsky than uh, yeah, Parker Lesnar now. Um, and he, well, he stared daggers or just lifeless eyes, some might say, at Joe Gacy following his match. But I sense big things are to come for him. I said to you, this in Vince's eyes is just like Deacon Batista. Yeah, you'd imagine you'd imagine that WWE would have big plans for this guy, given that Paul Heyman has spoken him up in the past, and Paul Heyman himself has drawn that line uh, between Harland, Har- Harland, Harland, Harland uh, and Brock Lesnar. He's drawn that line himself in the past, called him the next big thing, all of this stuff. So, for me, a more apt comparison. Do you remember when Enzo Amore was fannying around with getting his head shaved, and he had a hair versus hair match with? Yes. With 
the Legionnaires uh, and Sylvester Lafort had that weird skinny mate who mm-hmm. ended up getting his head shaved and like hung out in the top of NXT like a little goblin like that might be a really obscure reference but no, that's who it that. reminded me yeah this little creep just goes <laughs> every week this bald guy uh, I hate bald people I've always hated bald people yeah, do you think Parker um, Boudreaux suits the bald look I no was sort of with a sort of very, <laughs> no. very Brock Lesnar you know early Brock Lesnar has yeah. a short haircut when he first signed it's not a good look no. I, don't, I don't think I don't think it suits him uh, so aesthetically it's not the greatest start for this guy but obviously you don't write a guy off based on him having a haircut no. so we'll see how it gets along um, I can't wait to see him chuck people around in the ring yeah I hope he's, hope he's just he's a badass he's a former ass. American football player isn't he he's like 300 pounds he's going to do yeah he's six he's four gonna be, he's going to be perfect for Vince absolutely he'll book him well don't worry about big, that big beefy boys uh, Britt Baker let's talk about Britt alliteration Baker. there like yeah that. there you go uh, she has done an interview with uh, Misha Tate and uh, who on earth is Renee Paquette? There we go. How could you forget <laughs> Renee Paquette? She's done an interview on their podcast talking about a bunch of different things. Now, recently, of course, Adam Cole was a guest on Oral Sessions with Renee, uh, revealing that Did WWE... Did they talk about babies? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Sorry. That, I'm really sorry. I've ruined you. It's the worst. There. It's the worst time I've ever been alive. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Adam Cole was on... <laughs> was on uh, <laughs> I've lost oral sessions. Yeah, Come on, we can still power on through it. Adam Cole was on oral sessions. Baby he sessions. talked about the fact that Britt Baker <laughs> had been approached by WWE, and in shocking news, Andy, this feeling wasn't reciprocated. There you go. Thank you for saving this segment. Uh, yeah, so Britt commented on this uh, on Throwing Down, which is the show that Renee does with Misha Tate, uh, and said the following of WWE's interest. It's I've, it's no secret. Adam has already said it. The cat is out of the bag and I'm not going to get in trouble. WWE was definitely poking the bear a little bit uh, through him recently when I was still with AEW. Hey, we're interested in her. Without teetering the line of contract tampering, they definitely let me know that they had interest in me, but it wasn't a mutual thing. I'm very happy with AEW and thankful for the opportunities and this is where I want to stay. So no great surprise there. Uh, she signed a new AEW contract, of course, uh, end of August, beginning of September. Britt Baker did. She's been treated very well there. She's the women's world champion. She's really taken off with this heel persona. And also being an AEW allows her to continue doing the dentistry as well, which is her her other career. She's probably one of the most skilled and the hardest working people in two disciplines on the entire planet. Uh, Yes, I am not surprised. Yeah, but I'm not going to necessarily completely poo-poo this, because at the end of the day, if WWE was going to swoop in and grab an AEW talent, it'd, it'd probably be a woman as well, because they are actually better at booking a women's division than AEW mm-hmm. is right now. Now, Britt Baker is probably the exception to that rule, but initially at a start of time in AEW, it was a bit iffy, if we're perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. She was a baby face. It all just didn't, didn't really work. Uh, and you can understand that maybe even mm-hmm. as part of the negotiations with Adam Cole, desperately trying to keep him to stay, Getting her, getting his misses into WWE would make a lot of sense, but you know things are looking up now for the women's division in AEW, especially looking up for someone like Britt Baker. She's got some really exciting opponents to come. She had that great match with uh, Ruby Soho. Don't call her Ruby Riot. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see going forward because we've talked a lot, time and time and time again, about WWE people waiting for their contracts to run out, being snatched up by AEW. Not talking that much about people going the other way, but I think we're going to see more and more of this as time goes on because they sort of have to respond to this talent exodus. Mm. 
Um, right, let's move on and talk about the NXT Championship because Ron Brigu is going to be challenged for it, for it at Halloween Havoc. It's coming back on the 26th of October, slightly earlier than Halloween, but still we'll allow it because uh, he's going to be challenging Tommaso Ciampa for that NXT Championship. Look, this is something that has been built to since literally episode one of NXT. <laughs> A whole four oh. weeks. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, he came out last night uh, to, to talk to Tommaso Ciampa, and Tommaso Ciampa laid down the gauntlet effectively for him. Bron Breaker accepted, but Joe Gacy, the safe space guy I was talking about earlier, if he defeats Tommaso Ciampa in a match next week, he gets added to it, making it a triple threat. I really hope he doesn't. Really yeah, hope he doesn't. I want to see Brian yeah. Riku versus Tommaso Ciampa because, I mean, it's the start of a new era, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're still getting a feel for where people kind of sit in the hierarchy on NXT. If there is indeed a hierarchy on NXT, but oh, who the hell Yeah, knows? it is. The hierarchy is. Yeah. Have you been here longer than 10 minutes? You're getting jobbed out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Are you over 30? Get the hell out of here. Ember Moon, Oni Lorcan, <laughs> need I go on? Yeah, it continues down the line, doesn't it? The Chinese dragon, thousand oh, years old. Got 50-50. Lost, lost last night as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Bron Baker's ace. Uh, like, I really love yeah. this guy. Uh, he's a lot of fun. I've no idea what he's going to be like in a longer singles match with Tomato Chomper. Yes. Uh, but Champa's obviously a tremendous wrestler himself. Uh, it's... It's fresh, it's new, and it's fun. Do you know who Bron Breaker actually reminds me of? One of the Steiner brothers, weirdly, but That's his name's Bron Breaker. How did you draw that one? No relationship there, clearly. Yeah. Uh, right, let's move on and move on to your Twitter questions at What Culture WWE. Of course, you want to get in touch with us. First question today comes from Ken on Twitter. Ken! Ken says, Good morning, gents. Since the casino ladder match can end before the Joker is in it, love this fantasy booking. If Hangman is indeed the Joker, do you think the match ends <laughs> before he's in it? It's cruel, yes, but perfect for his story. <laughs> it's very, very cruel. Um, I think that if Hangman's in it, he's going to win it because this gives them the opportunity to do the title match with Kenny without having him climb the ranks mm -hmm. again. Uh... Obviously, I appreciate that Like another disappointment is very appropriate for his character, um, but it does get to the point where, well, how many disappointments yes. are too much? So um, I don't necessarily think that's the worst idea. In fact, I think ending it before the Joker enters would be like a fresh piece of booking to establish that this is something that can happen. But I think if Hangman's in it, he's going to win it. The problem I have with all of these predictions for the match, the Joker, is that AW have literally had the Joker on their roster for 10 months. Why is everyone forgetting about Sting? <laughs> He's <laughs> literally the Joker. This is his best run of his career, and I can't even joke about that. <laughs> I I hate every casino match that they AEW haven't has. been good. Have they're they? dreadful. Yeah, they're not the, good. The battle royales are just dumb. Why don't you do a roulette wheel and then you can just do numbers like the rumble? Yeah, it's real simple and have the green <laughs> zero. Is it? I'm this not a like, man. They're the special. It's it. just ridiculous. Yeah. And then this year. It's different that you can win it before all the pet competitors are in it. That doesn't necessarily make it better, but I agree with you. I think Hangman Page is going to be the Joker, and he's probably going to win it. And it's going to be intriguing to see how it's received because it's gone from something that we've all gone. This is going to be a wonderful, you know, long-term story that we were all invested in. That I think it's fair to say the waters have been slightly muddied now because you've got Punk and Brian and people like oh, that. These big guys. Yeah, these I, big guys. it's intriguing. And Adam Cole, obviously, yeah. it's intriguing to see how he's received in the world title picture because. I sense that having had lots of long title reigns, we could get a bit of hot potatoing of that title because you've got like 
MJF has to be MJF. the guy to take it off Hangman Page, and then you can have someone take it off him, and then you can have someone like Adam Colwin. It's the very butcher. complicated. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, Hangman, but I don't think he's going to come out at the end and go, oh, I wish I'd come out sooner. <laughs> just, yeah. Anyway, let's move on to a question from Gary David Watts. Gary says, so WWE debuts a stereotypical Italian-American character around the same time that The Many Saints of Newark was released in cinemas. Is that a coincidence or a deliberate timing? He's talking there, of course, of Tony D'Angelo debuted last night on NXT 2.0 and he crushed some schmuck and he looked great doing it. Right, right, let me just tell you, Gary David Watts, you put some goddamn respect on Tony D'Angelo. Angelo's name, or you're gonna be sleeping with the fishes. It's clearly a Sopranos gimmick. It was? It's, yeah, it's what? like it's a hundred percent because like he's talking about his uncle Paulie and his cousin. What, what, he, what was his cousin? Sal or whatever. I can't even remember. Richie, Richie April. It was a Richie April reference. He did a voice last week that sounded exactly like an annoyed Tony Soprano when he said, "Hey Tony, we got a situation." It's clearly a surprise. Waste management. Like, it's right there. Um, I don't know if they're trying to cash in on the many states of New York, but it, the influences are clear. Uh, if he turns up and he's got a sidekick with a funny lip called Silvio, like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, that's what it is. Uh, it's fun, however. You'll so, be unsurprised to know that he is my new favourite thing of in wrestling. <laughs> um, you need to call his finisher the schmuck driver, and you need to have him hit a shoulder tackle he, as he did last night, but he needs to say, Hey, I'm walking here! Are you ready for his stable, the Gabagoons? Please, push him to... And he's really over as well, I was so happy. He was so that. over, it was ridiculous. He's ridiculous. We'll come back to him as well for the end, finally. But first, uh, we've got a final question for today from Facial Tats and Wrestling Mats, who says, okay. All right, geezers, do you think that they're ever going to use Elias, or whoever he may be now, in the WWE, or do you think he will be let go of before the year is out? If, if so, where do you see him fitting in? Have a good one. You have a good one, too. He's dead. Why would they use him? He did bury himself. A lot of people have been sitting there going, why hasn't he appeared since the Elias is dead segments, like in August? Well, that's how being dead works. But he's got a new hat, Andy. He died, mate. He's got a new hat. He's a new, new hat in heaven. Is that what it is? <laughs> the H stands I, for. I think he's going to come back. <laughs> yes. But... I don't think they have a clue what they're repackaging him. He's buggered because the only person... His thing was he had a guitar and yeah. there's a guy who does it a lot better than he does it. So yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, but look at him. And then I don't see Vince going. No, no, no. they'll just repackage yeah, him. I think they'll. I think they'll keep him. But I do think they're going to repackage him. But I don't think they have a clue what has. And if he does that. leave Impact, right? Boom. Yeah. There you go. Right. Let's move on to today's air and finally and talk about Rick Boogs. Of course, <laughs> we're talking about him. We're going to talk about him again because Boogs. tweeted about. Tony D'Angelo, the, 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 the world's emerging. The, the, I saw this. The extended saw this. universe of Adam Wilborn is getting bigger and bigger right here. Uh, Eric Bugenhagen tweeted, yeah, because his name's Eric Bugenhagen still on Twitter, his handle at least, uh, is Rick Boogs. Um, but he, I mean, he's doing Tony D'Angelo's voice because I've not had enough of doing that today. All right. Uh, so <laughs> Eric Bugenhagen tweets, uh, this Tony D'Angelo guy's pretty sweet, huh? I can see myself lifting with him and then we both get past that after the workout at a nice restaurant while wearing our sweaty muscle tanks and gym shorts that smell like nutsack from the heavy squats, we just banged out. This needs to happen immediately. Yeah, I don't think Artie Bucco's letting them in Vesuvius with their, <laughs> with their ball sack shorts, but hey, there you go. Very nice. Honestly, I, it, this is just... Banter collides. Creates I need mesh. to lie down. If, yeah. if anyone thinks that SmackDown or AW Dynamite is the best wrestling TV show of the week, you're wrong. It's NXT 2.0. Oh! And if you... If you disagree, you're a wise guy, you're a schmuck, and you know what? 
you know, he's one of the fishes too. Let us know your thoughts on he that. He will kill you is the implication yeah. of this. Uh, let us know your thoughts on that. Alternation news stories in the comment section below. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling Leader, iTunes, Spotify, <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, myself and the Dadly Boys sitting down to review NXT 2.0 and look ahead to the uh, anniversary episode, isn't it, of AEW Dynamite tonight. Plus, you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Andy Murray at... You can follow me at Andy H. Murray. The H stands for hey, it's Goldberg. Follow me at Worldborn. He's gonna kill you. He's going to kill you. If he's lucky. And if you're lucky, he's gonna leave you dead, breathing heavily in the ring. I think that was his promo. And sway. Good work, Bill. Probably sway. Follow me, Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. But for now, my thanks, Danny Murray. Thank you, Schmucks, for watching. And we will see you soon. Huh? You didn't see nothing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.